Sorry, we're closed. All right, guys. Another episode. Sorry, we're closed. Guys, new mic. TiVo, very excited. Also, just so you guys are aware now that you're listening, no Sean this week. Uh, Sean's got a very busy week. TiVo is getting busier again, getting back to the road with Revolution. Uh, so we're getting, you know, we're figuring out the schedules. Three, as, as TiVo put it, three guys changing the world, trying to get the schedules three, together. Three main characters. Three main characters. Three main, <laughs> yes, main character energy. Uh, and speaking of main character energy, old Patty Westside has got a little thing going here on TikTok. I, I'm surprised. Tiki tiki. I'm surprised we're even recording. I mean, I know Sean's not here. I thought you were going to tell me you didn't need me anymore. I mean, it's viral, Pat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> These numbers, Pat. These numbies. These numbies, dude. So I so shout out Jack Mack from Barstool. I love his stuff. I really enjoy you know what he does and all that stuff. Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I mentioned on the podcast a ton. He's been talking about green screens for a while, and I'm trying to get creative with with the stuff that I post. I do really enjoy posting. Like TikTok changed the game for me, and I've cited this on the podcast before that like the ability to go viral there was like so much fun like it just changed it a little bit like instagram i was i always had no fucking clue what was going on like twitter was like mediocre like there was nothing ever that really grabbed me i really like youtube now but the ability to go viral on tiktok just like enticed me like i enjoyed it It took me a little bit to get into it and find like what i wanted to do on it but like i i find myself posting a like a TikTok and like loving it. Like looking like I posted a TikTok right before I went to the gym today, which is one of my favorite times to post because I go in and I'm working out. I'm not looking at TikTok. So like I'm working out and my workouts, so everybody knows, are quick, quick hitters because I lose my attention span. I stop working hard and then I get not, I don't want to go to the gym when I'm like, I got an hour fucking lift ahead of me. So I, I do 20 minutes, 15 to 25 minutes is my sweet spot. And so I'll work hard for those 20 minutes and then I hit the sauna, which I love. And also, by the way, super healthy for you, apparently. That's the word on the street. Like 20 minutes, five times a week, above 160 is supposed to, supposed to decrease your chance, all chances of mortality by 60%. Outrageous shit. Anyway. That's, that's why I call the Joe Rogan stat. <laughs> yes, that is a Joe Rogan stat. So, yeah. So anyway, so I, then I go into the sauna and inevitably I check my TikTok and like, I'm excited to do it. So like I said, TikTok has always been like a thing where I've like really enjoyed it. Like I've always kind of since I started doing it, I've enjoyed doing it and trying to figure it out. It's like a video game, like trying to figure out. And TiVo, you have the similar mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we had a great week this week. We, we found some stuff that people like. Like, let's keep pushing this. Like, we talked about Instagram. We just posted uh, one of my viral TikToks on Instagram. We didn't show it to feed. And we, we got some numbers out of nowhere. But then it completely stopped, which was also strange. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like a, it's fun. It's like Zelda. Like, you're, you have different levels and trying to figure out the next That's level. That's why me and you get along so well is because that's exactly how I look at it. Like, last night, like, you didn't ask me to do anything. I was just, I mm. just, it's, and it's why I think you appreciate having me on is, like, I'm always just I'm trying like we're just the effort is there constantly. And I just was like, I went your TikTok. I'm like, holy fuck. Like I knew you had some good videos recently, but I went back to check them. And I was like, holy shit, a million eight fucking 700,000. Yeah. I'm like, all right. 
and and we we talked about like um for the podcast clips like should we show them to sheed should we should we not show them to feed for instagram and i i had yeah. awful I, I tested that out when i heard about it but like i tested it out with my stuff and that like i i, I do a different like you know the cinematic edits of concerts and shit nobody cares that that's coming from me that's for the band anyway and i was like that's not a fair test i was like i should definitely test this out with pat's account and uh and so i was like all right fuck it i'm gonna download this i use snap tick which removes the TikTok watermark some people say that helps some people say that doesn't but i was like all right i'm gonna remove the watermark let's try it and then boom woke up this morning like the game i'm like oh we got one i'm like it's like i thought it was Dude, awesome i was the same way and so the best part about the game this morning is i woke up Checked all my social medias. Like kind of like the typical per- person. Like the first twenty minutes of, of being awake, you're just kind of looking Scary. through your phone. Yeah, and then I go to Instagram. Nothing, nothing of note. And then I come back to Instagram maybe ten minutes later, and it's like a hundred likes, six new, um, six new followers. And when anytime for you people at home that have ever tried or make fun of me, I don't care to try to grow on Instagram, it is an absolute bitch. Like. TiVo knows it. Anyone that's tried in this world knows it and how difficult it is. So when you see six new followers out of nowhere, you're like, well, you get like excited. And then I looked. I was like, oh, oh TiVo posted one of my TikToks. And I looked at it, and I saw like 10.6 thousand views already. I mean, that had to be the last 20 minutes because I, I didn't even see it posted yet. Like It was such an interesting, such an interesting like, thing to, to check out. And now I'm like, okay. Let's you know, of course, like these green screen videos are hitting well. Like let's, I, they did pretty solid on YouTube Shorts mm-hmm. too. Uh, let's do that. And like I talked to you earlier this morning, it was like the recipe for me. I think so far that's worked so far the best is having your your pod- podcast clips, which you always say, even with the biggest guys like Dave Portnoy, they underperform mm-hmm. in comparison to the other stuff, and then supplement it with my stuff uh, that I'm just going on a screen and doing it. Um, so again, exciting things. But the main thing I want to take away from this right now, and this, to my knowledge, as of this, as of this uh, podcast, I'm going to bring it up right now. Uh, okay, we got some good. Tr- okay, it looks like we have cre- zero trash. Credit to us as a team because we we talked about the grid, no grid, show the show the profile, the real, and I was yeah. I poo pooed because I was like I tried that didn't work, but like yeah. was, we we talked about it and like credit to to you for making these videos and the effort and credit credit to me for just being like you know what that that wasn't a fair test that was one style i'm like this style yeah. hits i was like we should try this and we we Wait, got one listen. off the bat and we'll keep doing it and i bet there's going to be some that get fucking three views yep hey but credit to us credit credit, credit to, to us. us man credit to us credit to us <laughs> credit to us um but there's a post right now that i can't believe has not gotten more traction yet i still believe is in it, it. T- i just posted it Okay. Yeah, I just posted it. There is a Barcelona posted about it. That's how I found it. But there is a video. I hit me and Sean and a lot of people too. It's not just a me and Sean idea. Thousands of people have talked about this over the course of the last however many years of how much more entertaining the, the Olympics would be if you had one slot always reserved for a regular person. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all this And. Is. I saw it wasn't the Olympics. Obviously, the Summer Olympics are not going on currently. There was something else, but some higher up in Somalia or something like that put their niece in a like a hundred meter sprint or something like that. And it is. Listen, I'm watching it. I'm watching it right now, dude. It is. It is so funny to see how far behind, like the start. 
She is already so far behind. It is so funny. If you haven't seen it already, go to my TikTok. If you're not following me, follow me at Pat underscore light. But go to my TikTok and look at this what post. A I, oh my goodness, dude. I was pissing myself when I, when I saw it and saved the video because I saw it last night and saved the video to make it this morning. But I, I, it is such a unique, not a unique thought. Like I hear about people talking about like keeping one slot slot open for regular people, but like seeing it in action. And these people are good sprinters, but they're, I, I don't know how many of them are Olympians for their country. Like you're talking about some even better people in the world that would sprint against this lady. And she got, she set the world record for slowest hundred meter or whatever it's it was. Electric. Oh my god, dude! I I couldn't help but like laugh at this. And again, it has gained no traction so far on TikTok. The, the winners of the race ha- got the flag, and they were on the podium before she even crossed the finish line. <laughs> I know. And at the end of the video, you see her stroll in, and she's like kind of skipping yeah. her way through the finish dude, she line. She did it. She did it. She did it. She did it. But so funny. I thought I could not stop laughing. And if they ever did that, I mean, I watched the Summer Olympics. I watched winter to a degree. My favorite sporting event pretty much is the World Cup. I think that I have so much fun watching, even though the men's team suck. And the women's team I do get into, but just later on in the World Cup. Because even though they did come close, I don't know if you've watched it all, they did come close to not getting yeah, into the, yeah. the, the elimination. I just saw it on SportsCenter. And yeah, a lot but of hot takes like on the that. Me- I saw it was like a lot of oh a lot of Carly Lloyd's uh, biting at going after him, and then you know oh I didn't see Carly Lloyd. What'd she say? Yeah, she was like uh, it was something like that. You know, after the game, there was clips of the women's team. They were like, you know, I wouldn't say they were hardcore celebrating, but they were dancing and doing some stuff, and you know, engaging with the fans. And then she was just like, she said, um, you know, oh, I've never seen a team. You know, I'm shocked to be seeing these clips, and you know, they, they were one, you know, a post away. The player of the game was the post, and they might be going home. And mm. I wouldn't be acting like this. You know, the teams of old wouldn't be acting like this. Just kind of talking trash. Yeah, you know, you always see that with the older, the not the older generation, but like the generation that just passed as far as players from other teams. Like, listen, at the end of the day, it's an exciting win because you need it, or exciting yeah. draw. Because you needed it to get to the round of sixteen, yeah. um, so I get it. Like you're excited, but yeah, it is. It's it's it's. I can't believe they were favored to win to go into this World Cup as they are almost every time. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's crazy that they were literally apparently like one like goal, like you said goalpost away like from an extra time not playing yeah, extra time post is what I heard. Yeah. So, uh, but. The World Cup has always been my favorite. I love that event. And I, again, to the women's credit, I'm not saying I don't like women's soccer more than men's, although I do like men's soccer better. Sorry. But the men's, like, they are more than likely, not more than likely, they have a 50-50 chance of getting eliminated in the first couple game matches. Right. So, like, I have to watch them or I might never watch them. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's... So it's a little bit more fun, the, the, the pool play, because women's are supposed to kind of run through their pool even though they didn't this time so but i've always enjoyed the world cup but again like seeing a re- seeing like a person like me who hand up credit to me not a regular person to a degree like i did play professional Dude, sports congrats thank you appreciate that but i would get smoked in all of these competitions and even like you talk about even someone who's like was never an athlete never good at athlete. i think back to my middle school teams where like the guys were just some of the people were just terrible. No, 100%. just not good athletes, I, dude. As and, as a middle tier athlete that played college football and then played at Delaware, 
and I would go up against this guy, Zach Curry, who's in the league for like eight years. And like we knew Zach was going to the NFL. And then like I'd go out against him in practice and I, I had no shot. Like it was it was another animal. And I was like, you know, a decent yeah. high school football player. And then just that next level up was like so crazy to me, just the strength and the speed. I couldn't do it. I was just like, I don't know. I'm trying to not get hurt at that point, you know? Like I it's know. wild, I know. wild change. I think I think it, it it really is, and that's another. Let's if we talk about the serious aspect of having the regular person, you know, do the sprints and the and the swimming and all that stuff. I think a large portion of the population underestimates just how good these people mm-hmm. are at what they do. I think that they think that they're like the next; they're just one step below them, and. You like people don't understand. Like I posted another TikTok that did that's doing fairly well. It's going to gain views over the next you know month or so of the umpire view that they show every that now and again cool. from baseball. That was a cool one. Like that, if they showed that for a whole inning, watch a pitcher sequence and like showed you know breakers in the dirt, showed fastballs. Like granted, you don't have the eyes that the hitter has because you're watching through a camera, but you're not going to be able to pick up spin. Like you're not gonna be able, like it will it will give you a little bit of an inclination of just how difficult it is to hit these guys, and then you see these guys not only hit them but have success. You see Otani what he's doing. You say you see like all of these guys that are are, are hitting you know three hundred plus. You know Otani's almost got forty bombs. Like you just see what exactly is happening. And if we put a regular person in these batting lineups, uh, you know they wouldn't more than likely. Right not get a hit for all 162 games. No. And it's it's again it's like just shows you the separation of where guys are in the general population is and where these peak 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 athletes are. Uh they were I saw a stat um for Major League Baseball where they said there has been 23,000 uh Major League Baseball players in the history of the world. And so the stat was, and I saw a lot of former teammates posted, which is why I posted it because I thought it was a cool statistic, was that the lowest, the, the Major League Baseball stadium that holds the least amount of people, which is, uh, I think it's progressive field for the Indians. Or what are they now? The Guardians? Guardians. The Guardians. Uh, which, by the way, I, and I've mentioned on the pod before, uh, is the, some of the meanest fans. They were not okay. pleased. They have like a beer garden overlooking the, overlooking the bullpen. They were not ne- nice to us, but uh, it would, wouldn't even fill up sixty-one uh, percent of that uh, stadium. And you're talking about every big leaguer from the hist- of wow. in the history of time, Babe Ruth, everybody. That's how few guys have ever stepped foot on a major league baseball field in a major league baseball uniform. Uh, so it it is it's 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 something I think is underappreciated uh, when you look when you're watching these these athletes perform just how good they are, but. I digress, but viral TikTok, well, viral, and, viral and, Pat, as you yeah, call it. Yeah, well, one last thing on viral Pat. So I wanted to uh, show, I'm going to insert it, but the uh, the clip of the lady getting out of the car. Do you do you know? Uh, I have not seen this. No, you did. You, you posted about it. Oh. That got mauled by the tiger. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought I thought we were going on the athlete and like the lady had trouble getting out of the car. No, or no, no. This This one. Yes. Yep. So, do you know? Do you know what this is like? The backstory on it. So, I have a little bit of knowledge, but it seems like you know have a little bit better, a better knowledge of it. So, tell me. So, so she gets out of the car and gets grabbed. So, she she died. So she died, and then they go and run the. It was a husband 
And then the other lady that got out of the car and ran in, that was her mother. And so the story, the story is, and again, I don't have the factual evidence, but the online like story is, is that this was a husband and wife and they got in an argument and they got in such a big heated argument that she got out of the car and came like came over to like, I don't know, either yell at him or just like, I'm not staying in this car anymore. And that's, that's why she got out of the car in the middle of the tiger preserve gets dragged in. Then they run in after, and then the mother got mauled too. She ended up getting injured, and oh, so I had heard that the mother got killed, and the lady that got dragged didn't. Okay, well, we got to fact check it then. We got to fact check. Let's it. fact check. But yeah, can you can you imagine being so angry at somebody to not think about the the fact that you're in a tiger safari, and that these tigers might come grab you in the middle of you like i heard like they she wanted to she wanted she wanted to drive or something you're you're correct you're correct the beijing news has reported that the mother that went in to save her i guess tackled the tiger what a hero and ended up getting killed and then the daughter uh the daughter was obviously badly injured wow what a mother what a badass mother just running in seriously like and tackling a tiger three-point stance against a tiger yeah. And if you haven't seen the video, go check it out. But also for the people that are listening and haven't seen it, this tiger was not like a cub. No. no. This was a, like a seem I guess I don't know. You know, I, I don't have a I don't have a trained eye to see full grown tigers and adults and stuff like that. But it looks full grown yeah, to me. That, that had like, a, this looks plenty of balanced breakfast with some frosted flakes. That was Tony oh, the tiger goodness. for sure. Tony the Tiger, no doubt about it. So, yeah, it was. It's a wild, and it was the first viral Pat video. Mm. Uh, it was a wild, a wild. And let's actually let's not leave viral Pat yet. But this is a, that was a wild what video. I couldn't that, believe what, it was what makes going. you get out of the car in a tiger reserve. I can't imagine. It's, here's the thing. I've I've gone through many um, of my friends' relationships, my relationships, uh, not just with women, but like you're talking about buddies and stuff like that. The thing that's it's so intriguing to me, like when talking to people, like let's say, like uh, let's say you were going through something with a girlfriend, right? And she was, you know, saying things like she was so angry at you, bop, 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 bop. One of my common lines that I say to my buddy because he's for whatever reason calm and not as angry in this in this moment, and she is. I go, she is like er- acting irrational right now because of how angry she is. So you can't sit there and try to rationalize with her because you're rationalizing with an irrational person. It doesn't doesn't work. You have to calm her down first, get her to rely, you know, get her back to re- you know, not reality, but like like get her a little less angry, and then you can talk and, and talk it out, right? So and like my college coach, me and my college coach got into it way back when. You guys were you guys I were was, dating. I, yeah, we were dating, and you can't tell the athletic department they were very upset. But me and my college coach got into it, and one of the things was I didn't agree with everything my college coach did. Nor did probably anyone ever has that's had a college coach to agree with everything they did. But one thing he said that I agreed with was, "Hey, Pat, let's let cooler heads prevail. Let's talk tomorrow." And it was, it was, it was. Listen, I was so angry at him, and I, we were going at it, and then it was in the dugout too. And then the next day. Inevitably, I was less upset. I understood his point a little bit more. He understood my point a little bit more, and we came to a resolution. So similarly to this, to this video, you're probably talking about someone so angry, they're acting irrational. And you can only describe someone getting out of a car in a tiger preserve as irrational behavior. And so they did something completely irrational, and it didn't cost her her life, but it cost her mother's life. 
and and you know and ha- you know try to live with that. I, yeah. I don't know that I could, but yeah, it's just when you're and again, not that I'm Doctor Phil by any means, but it has served me well in the past in any type of dispute with anybody, whether it's a coworker, whether it's you know an investor, whether it's a girlfriend, whatever the case may be, is when there's a lot of anger, nothing productive gets True. done. You just, it just, it, nothing's going to happen. Fortunately for me and my relationships, I've never got into it with someone in a tiger preserve, but <laughs> unfortunately for you know, this family, they weren't so lucky. Keeping on this trend though, TiVo, did you see my other viral post? You did because it's the one you posted on Instagram. Yeah, the, the push. Yeah, so this guy, a little background on him. I don't know if you've seen it. Do you know anything about I, this? I don't know who he is. I mean, he's a boxer. Okay, so it's and- a, a boxer of some sort. And apparently he just got – based off the comments because there are infinity comments on my yeah. post. Based off the comments, it seems as though this guy – Do you know his name? Uh, no. I can go to my TikTok. Um, but it seems as though this gentleman just got beat up by somebody, I guess. And for some reason, Canelo is constantly being tagged in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, is he fighting Canelo? Um, um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm watch uh, I'm looking at my comments right now to see if I can't see cuz I say in the beginning I don't Oh, it's uh, someone something Charlo. Uh cuz I did look this up. But yeah, Canelo keeps getting tagged in this Jermal uh Jer so J E R M A L L Charlo is the guy's name. Okay, yeah. But everyone talks about relationships like and speaking on the same relationship trends a lot of people i've seen recently on tiktok talking about something that they you know if you treat the service staff bad on the first date that shows a lot about your character okay i don't know why this is groundbreaking stuff of course that shows a lot about someone's character if they're treating it uh the service staff bad but to that point you see this guy walk going through the crowd with his little his little entourage and then like not even acknowledging there's like, as you know, when you go to these events, any event, Taylor Swift, boxing match, basketball, there's always like a gated area where you, if you don't have your ticket, you can't get to the next, you know, the next seat. So people, you, you know, reserve tickets for those people who bought, who've paid for them. There's a little area in the boxing, you know, where they, you have to show passes in order to get through. He's the first one through, which in my experience, whenever I've been specifically, you're talking about Italy, when I got invited out there by uh, Xenia, when any times I'm going to baseball events where we're like, and I don't have an entourage with me, but like I have not, not security's a bad word either. It's like security for the place, like Fenway Park, for right. example. Usher, like, have an usher that, security. Ushering me through, yeah. I'm always behind those people and I'll, I'll let them handle it. Or if I have nobody with me that can handle it, like I go up and say, hey, listen, these are our passes. So, like a normal fucking human being. Mm hmm. This guy just rolls through, not acknowledging, like kind of pushes the lady uh, security guard, all of that stuff, and like throws almost feels like he throws a bow at the end. So it, to the it was lady. a rip. It was a rip and run defensive yeah. end rip. Yeah, and goes through this, the, and then goes in the the security guard. It seems like for for the for uh, for Charlo seems to just speak to the guy like a normal person. The guy lets him through to go talk to him. Let's the entourage through. The guy ends up following probably to go see like passes or whoever the hell this is because the guy didn't say anything to these people. And then you see at the end the lady like goes over to one of the other guys and goes like, "Who is that?" Yeah, yeah. And the the guy, yeah, the guy says it, and she goes like, "If he keeps something along the lines of he keeps doing like that, like we're throwing him out." She does like this move, like the cutthroat move. Yeah. 
might be which she deserves every yeah day. yeah no she, that might be a pay level grade above her but I, I understand the sentiment certainly but that's the thing and that is that at the end of the day that's kind of what we're talking about yeah no does she have the ability to throw her out no but something when you talk about like i mean we've there's so much to unpack in this type of stuff like something that you talk about is is you know the people above her having her back and like now do you see it? I, a story I'll tell you now is like when my dad was working, he, my dad worked in the trucking industry for a long time down in Miami. And he always tells the story about how he had one driver who was like the shit. Like he made the most money. He was the most efficient. Like everything this guy did was great, but the guy was a jerk. And then there was the, a middleman between this gen, the drivers and my dad. And this middle guy was super nice I don't know if he was the best at his job, but like he was super nice, like just try to work hard, do his job, the whole thing, like who you'd enjoy working with. This guy had fi- the nice guy had finally had enough with this jerk of a driver, even though he was the best driver, and he goes and fires the guy. And then the jerk goes like storming up to my dad in front of everybody, in front of the middle guy, and was like, "You, this guy just fired me, Bob, 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 Bob. He can't do that. He, I'm the, I'm the best driver here. All this good stuff, right?" And my dad looks at the uh, the middle guy. Let's call him Joe for argument's sake. Looks at the Joe. He goes, "Joe, did you fire him?" And he was like, "Yeah." And <laughs> my dad apparently looked looked over to the driver and goes, "Looks like you're fired, bud." <laughs> <laughs> And like he, the 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 lesson that my bro, my dad you know with, with this story was essentially was like those people worked so much harder for for my dad he, the guy in the middleman had so much more respect and worked harder for my dad because he had the guy's back mm-hmm. and didn't just like look at the bottom line like he took in consideration the human element and you'd hope you know this is not a Dana White event but I could easily see if this is like a UFC event and a fighter does that I could easily see Dana White taking the, the defense of the worker, the security guards, and being like, dude, you're, you're an asshole. What do you, who do you think you are? Like, someone to act... First off, you should never act this way, in my opinion, no matter how famous you are. I would imagine Tebow agrees with me on that. Mm. But if you're going to, like, you better be McGregor, who I've heard is very nice. Like, you better be someone... You better be, I better know as a, as a lay... Because I do like the... I like boxing. As a boxing fan but really only watch the premier events uh, like I love Tyson Fury like that who like when he fights I like to watch um, but I better know who you are if you're going to do shit like yeah, this yeah but if, you, if they know who you are you're not going to run that issue because they're going to be oh wow look. All, but here here, Ellen, I'll give you a counter story did you hear the Federer story uh, when he tried to get into Wimbledon he wouldn't let him in <laughs> yeah he, so well, he for 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 the tennis people that are not tennis fans, Federer won Wimbledon like twelve times, and when you win once, you automatically are granted membership for life to Wimbledon. And so Federer shows up, uh, and he tells the story better than I do, obviously. And obviously, honestly, it would be probably better if you clip the Federer story for the listeners, uh, if you could find it, but. If you just listen to it, that'd be great. It'd be a great time to do that. So just listening to that, you hear like Federer, like he showed up, but he acted like a normal person. He didn't just, you know, he didn't. He, he eventually he would he as you heard he eventually he goes and tells well listen I won this thing sixteen times whatever what it was and they let him in and, it's, and they all laugh about it and funny enough also uh, the latest guy who just won the Wimbledon I uh, got his name I'm forgetting his name for whatever reason Al- Alcaraz or something like that. Um, 
he talks about that story in his speech after winning Wimbledon. Yeah, Carlos you know, Alcaraz. Yeah, he he talks about. It. He's like, like, how do you feel about getting? Do you did you know? And how do you feel about getting granted membership into into Wimbledon? He goes, I did know, and I now know that I have to bring my card everywhere because they wouldn't <laughs> let Roger in. And like, it got a it got a good that's laugh. A good so pop. like that like that's like class to me. Like that is like as I get older, and I'm so old now. Now me and my brother were talking about this, but as I get older like I start leaning towards how my dad operated as a kid like I always wanted the showy the, the showy dunks like Chad Ochocinco's remember those touchdown celebrations oh, yeah. Tivo? like as a kid that's what you wanted to see right but now I start as I get old because I'm an old timer and eventually all the young people are going to hate me but yeah, I start like leaning towards the the Federer and uh, the um, Nadal's and like those people that like just kind of the epitome of class and how they act and how they treat people rather than the other. But also sometimes those security guards have a little bit of an attitude, not that one in that clip, but I've run into some issues on the road with the band and even the members, like the biggest one would be like a music festival. The bus arrives at 8am or whatever. And you got sound check at 9am and festival has different passes than your tour. Like normally the tour has a pass and we all have it for every show. And then you go to a festival and you need a different pass. So I remember this this one down in Baltimore, we were going to Soundcheck and we didn't have our passes yet, but Soundcheck was starting. So me and Marley, who's in the band, he's a founder of the band. We're trying to get through and the security guard's like, hey, I, I can't let you through. And we were like, oh, dude, totally. Like, we're sorry. Like, the, our tour bus is right there. Like, we literally just got off a tour bus. And we're like, we haven't gotten our passes yet. Like, Soundcheck's starting. We got we got to go. Like, we're in the headlining band. We got to get through. And, and the guy was like, no, like, if you don't have the passes, you're not allowed through. And he's like, well. Can we can we call somebody like we need to do our jobs like now? Like, do you hear the music? That's our that's our band. And he, and, and there was no it was like he was doing his job and we were trying to do ours. And it was just like, well, well, we're going to walk through. And if you want to follow us, like, let's go to the stage. I'm sure there's another security person. We'll, we'll figure this out. And he's like, I can't let you through. And, you know, then it starts to be like a little bit like, hey, buddy, like, y- you know, enough. enough. And so, so we walked through, and he, and he grabbed, he grabbed Marley. He's like, put his hand on him, and like, grabs. I can't let you through. And they were just like, dude, I was like, what are you doing? And it, it, it became a bigger mm. thing than it needed to be. And uh, and that that security guard yeah. got removed from his position. He wasn't fired, but we put him by the snack stand instead of the backstage <laughs> access area. We had to get him removed. Listen, and rightfully deserved. You know, that's what when you when you anytime you do your job, let's just act. Again, this this is a really all encompassing podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, it's great. But, Let's really act rational, okay? What are the odds that someone is impersonating the lead singer of this band? <laughs> Probably small. So let's 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 take our odds here and say, all right, listen. I don't know who you are. First off, in my opinion, if we're really running a true event, this staff should all be briefed, especially the b- backstage staff, should all be briefed on who they look like. You might not be a fan of that, you know, Revolution. I'm sure, that, whatever. Yeah. Like not every, you know, not it, you know, it's not Elvis who yeah. also had people that were not, but yeah, you knew who the who he was. So not everyone's gonna know, but they should. If you're running a, a legit event, you they should be briefed on who everybody is and what they look like, especially the backstage people. But let's have a little. Let's have a little feel here, okay? They're probably not the all these a group of people. They probably didn't just come in to try to fake this. So let's walk. All right, I listen. I got to come with you just as my job, but let's get let's let's work to resolve this issue, um, and not just say no, you can't. Like that doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense. So then he ends up getting removed. And um, but you're right. In this scenario, if you go watch this video, it is just not what happened. These people were 
very pleasant until this guy, which was immediately decided to be an asshole to these people, which is just uh, again speaking of not being quite. an asshole to people. What's going on with Lizzo, no. dude? So I don't know how much you know, uh, and I have I've kept somewhat up to date with it, but I I might be missing stuff. But based off of the headlines <laughs> that I am seeing in regards to Lizzo. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know where to start. Like, she is apparently taking people on the road. You know, now keep, you know, all right, hold on. I know she's, I know that you got toxic work environment. I know you got, she's, she is seemingly fat shaming people. Yeah, that that didn't make sense. I thought that was her whole thing. So for the folks at home, if we have a little bit of an older generation listeners that aren't familiar with Lizzo, she is a singer. Uh, she's had a few good songs, and she is a bit overweight. Mm. And by a bit, I mean morbidly. She's obese. very overweight. Yeah, she's very overweight. So to be fat shaming doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, like it's almost like when you have a coach that's telling you to run harder and get in better shape while they're not. Uh, like like having a having a personal trainer to teach you how to work out and get in shape, but they're not in shape. It doesn't make a ton she of sense. Literally, and this was a backup dancer. Do you remember the show she had? It was a reality show, and she was looking for her next dancers. Like it was a reality show. Okay. It was called Watch Out for the Big Girls, and and she ran a competition to to get like if you won the competition, you'd be on her tour and be her back backup dancers, and it was. Well, that I guess people don't want to win that competition anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's fat shaming. It's toxic work environment. What, there, isn't there something about a uh, like a like a stripper? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's th- what's that about? So, so this is from this article. Uh, this is NBCNews.com. Uh, the Amsterdam club accusation. It literally has its own part of the article. So there's a trip to Amsterdam after the show. Uh, their after party. They went to a strip club. Um, at the club, Lizzo allegedly began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas that were protruding from the from the performers' vaginas in the suit. Uh, interesting. So, jeez, jeez. <laughs> it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know I've seen my fair share of crazy stuff. People like. Doing things that just you just when I tell people that it's, uh, it just doesn't make sense to other to, to the to normal folk and it, like but that's oddly specific so like you know like was it true is it not true it's like it's definitely the true. bananas like that that's very specific yeah I, was I mean, the banana unpeeled was it peeled or was it unpeeled I I gotta if we're eating the banana I gotta assume that it's peeled right but it's it's but harassment it, maybe she was trying to make them eat an unpeeled yeah, banana to be to be fair if we're just talking in generalities here par for this course would not to be to, we wouldn't be peeling the banana mm, and it would be one of the ones that was like old it was had all the black spots yes yes it would be all of those things so now that's unacceptable if it was peeled and, and if it was ripe. Uh, you know, no, I mean, listen. we're all having fun if it was all consensual. But, like, if this wasn't a peeled ripe banana, I got some issues. Yeah, listen, there's a to a point we can accept things. But not, I mean, <laughs> we got to draw the line at the banana. <laughs> got to draw the line at the banana. 
That's just unacceptable in all facets. You can't be you can't be not unpeeling the banana so for your. I actually, in all seriousness, I have a theory on this, and this is okay. it's not. I mean, I am also in the medically obese category, so this is not throwing stones in a glass house. This is this is I think a classic case of somebody who. You know, not saying she's not talented or, you know, she definitely has the flair and the pop to be in the spotlight. But this is somebody who in the spotlight has been catered to, has been told that she's perfect and great and everything's perfect. And and there's obviously everybody has flaws and maybe somebody thinks she is the most beautiful woman in the world and other people think she's Mm not. But this is somebody who I think has bought into the media narrative that everything about her is perfect and and she hasn't had any real feedback from anybody because your friends are super pumped for you because they're your friends. And then now everybody in, in your circle is super pumped for you because maybe they do like your music. Maybe they do think you're sexy. But if they don't, they need to buy into this narrative of, okay, body positivity. Like, yes, bitch, yes. Like, oh, my God, I wish I had that body. Like, you know, I think she's surrounded by too much positivity that she's actually getting lost on her own track and her own moral compass. Cause I don't, I don't know. I, I that, that's an opinion. But. I, listen, no, I'm hundred percent on board with you. People listen, not everything you do is right. And you need some pushback. Listen, this is happens in, we're talking about the celebrity. She's certainly not, um, she's certainly not like the, like the anomaly in the celebrity world. Celebrities are constantly filled with, with good feedback um, in their circle. So it, she, everyone gets to a, you know it's hard not to get full of yourself sometimes when you just have constant positive feedback. But this brings me to another point. I'm going to read something to you, TiVo, and it's it, it's something that I was I was thinking about posting. I just haven't pulled the trigger on exactly how I want to post it because it's kind of political. Mm-hmm. But this comes from a a person in it seems like in Georgia, and they're talking about their trans kindergartner, and now that's a whole topic that we don't need to unpack but I, there's one thing in particular that i want to point out and it's similar to this topic so this is what i want to talk about and let me let me it's a it's not too long but let me read it for you asking for advice for my transgender son we are starting our son at a great at a great cobb county kindergarten i was disappointed but not surprised when i got the call from the principal that they are not going to honor any of our requests to affirm our son's gender they refuse to use he him pronouns not even they them pronouns that our child will be expected to line up with the girls, to be on the girls' teams, etc. Thankfully, bathrooms aren't an issue yet since classrooms have single bathrooms. According to the principal, they have, they have to use what's on the birth certificate, which obviously in our son's case is marked female. The principal reports that they have been given guidance from the district, that teachers, admin, staff are to leave all personal, political, religious beliefs at home, which I wholeheartedly agree with. I'm just confused about how that guidance results in this type of decision-making and treatment of my son. The principal is very clear this is not a policy, which makes things even more murky. Any advice for or experiences of similar situations would be welcomed. I offer my neutral work workarounds, like lining up according to birth date, color, uh, color shirt, favorite ice cream flavor. There are so many ways to split kids up uh, for teams, lines, etc. other than gender. They were not willing to make that commitment. And this is the part that I want to focus on, and again, it, it ties into the Lizzo stuff. Obviously, this is a hot-button topic in our society. We are fully supportive and affirming of our son. If we, if we do not agree on this topic, please just ignore this post and move on. Now, 
for the most part, I, I you know I'm not going to get into our beliefs on trans, non-trans, what the the right age is, what the non-right age is, all that stuff. I have no interest in really discussing that on a podcast. But something I did want to talk about that last sentence. If we do not agree on this topic, please just ignore this post and move on. I I can't get on board in a society where you have to only talk to people you agree with. Like there is no way similar to our relationship, Tivo, similar to my, me and my brother's relationship. Like you say things, they push back. All right. That didn't convince me, but this is how I feel. What do you think about this? Uh, okay. That, and then you end up honestly, typically in the middle somewhere because they, they give you some feedback. That you're like, okay, some of my answer is not right, but some of it is. And you end up in that, that middle ground but you're not just always right. And if you constantly – this is why I think CNN and Fox News and these, these very obvious political um, TV stations are not so great because for the most part, you're just hearing your opinion you know, affirmed on these, on, these, uh, on these shows and you're never actually growing to hear the other side and say, okay, well, that makes sense. Now politics is a whole thing because it's pretty much just a, it's pretty much just a show. It's a game. I don't. It's not, in my opinion, at least, it's not really much of anything. Is it important to have the right people in office? Of course, but like, I think most of them just lie constantly, so it's not huge, hugely important to me. But it, you, you have in order to you know grow. One of the podcasts that we all loved doing a few few weeks ago was us three kind of bantering about social uh, social media and how you your strategies and like me and you right now we're excited right now because me and you are similar hey try 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 see what six do that over and over and over and over and over again so on and so forth my brother is more so more analytical more take your time with a post and then post it and then that so on and so forth i just i want speed I go back to that Navy SEAL talk all the time. That guy that was the SEAL, te- SEAL Team 6 commander saying, I'd make 40 decisions for the other guy made four, and I would come to the right decision way before they would because I was just constantly making decisions and correcting course. In baseball, it was the heat-seeking missiles. They aren't on the right track the whole time. They keep making errors and correcting course as they're doing, going towards their target. Like That's, that's life. So like to, to like... For the Lizzo, just constantly getting positive feedback. You're right. You're right. You're right. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. All that stuff. Yes, of course, Lizzo is going to be some people in the world's type. She is going to be other people's. They're not. That's not what they're attracted to. That's life. But to just constantly be fed, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And get no pushback whatsoever. What are you? What are you even doing? Like, uh, okay, maybe for the most part you'll be happy in your life, but the moment you come across somebody else that thinks differently because everyone else in your, in your world is saying you're right, you're going to think this person is a lunatic. You're not going to take their word at all. You're not going to take their opinions at all. And you have no chance of possibly getting to a middle ground on this whatever topic it is. So I think it's, I think it's stupid. Like, if you have to take other people's opinion, and again, Lizzo, for the most part, anytime someone calls her fat online, People lose their fucking minds, or anyone fat for that matter, lose their fucking minds on on this type of stuff. I don't know. I don't know what your opinions are. Uh, I just is. think it's going to be interesting to see because, like, the same people that go blow up and protect her when somebody calls her fat are the same type of people that, if there's a, a, a hint of sexual assault or you know poor treatment, they're gonna they're gonna go crazy too. So it'll be interesting to see you know how her fans react and. I don't know. I, I, I think that 
she just is kind of I can't I can't put myself in her shoes because she's had an unimaginable amount of success and a rise and positive feedback that people would kill for. So if you had that, like, would you develop some type of, you know, quote unquote, God complex where you, you think you can't do anything wrong? Like, I think it would be hard not to do that. And then but then, you know, has she been drinking her own Kool-Aid for too long and she's lost in the sauce? No. That's the same way, and I, I wish I got I drank my own Kool Aid enough to keep playing baseball because that's what eventually got me is the lack of confidence mm-hmm. in myself to actually be able to perform what I wanted to do. So yeah, there is. I never developed a god complex as I was progressing through high school and college and being good. Uh, but yeah, no, it's I, I think like I said to a degree, it's natural behavior to just constantly be f- being fed positivity to develop that god complex. But outside of that, I think you have to be somewhat rational and surround yourself if you can't be rational surround yourself with some people that you trust that are going to give you and that's typically close friends and family they're supposed to keep you grounded yeah. right yeah, that's the whole thing is like you know when you're you're growing up and your son is good at baseball right my uh, my neighbors used to praise my dad because as i was getting good at baseball i still had to mow the lawn every saturday like i i was still doing like i was still doing normal things that you make your kids do um, you know, when I was, when I was good in baseball, again, an example is like when we, when we rake the field and do, you know, put signs up and do all that stuff. Cause in college, as you know, TiVo college and high school, you got to take care of your own fields. You gotta, you know, you don't really get a grounds crew yet. So like, instead of my coaches not caring about me doing it, cause I was, I was good. I had to go do all the same stuff. Like that stuff keeps you grounded and it kind of gets you to a point where you don't develop these God complexes and make people eat bananas out of strippers vaginas. Yeah. Uh, and, and hey, let's. I would do the same thing if it was a famous uh, singer, athlete, or somebody that I liked. If there was a sexual assault thing, be like, hey, like if that happened, that's bullshit. If it didn't happen, like you know, she, she's a target. Let's be honest, like she is a target. So maybe these, you know, innocent until proven guilty. We don't know the facts. The story's a little weird and a little specific, but like, hey, maybe you know they had a disagreement and the dancers aren't getting paid what they think they should, and they're trying to do a a coup. Who knows? Um, well, yeah, no, listen, could, you never know. Again, Maybe everything was consensual, and now, now they're like, well, we could get her on that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's certainly, certainly possible. And you never know. Listen, I've been sued many times in my life, and, you know, I think 99% of them, if not 100, were all bullshit. And, but, you know, they typically don't go in my favor. Yeah. So, you know, this is the world we live in. I, I remember I told you my partner from McSwiggins. Uh, you s- said the, the, the thought process abroad was you're not actually an American yet until you've been sued. That's when you know. Yeah. And, which is a sad state of reality for, for America, but it's also like, you know, keeps people honest right, to a degree, right? So there's uh, definitely pros to it, but it is, it's, it's, it, it is innocent and proven, until proven guilty, but I mean, shit, well, yeah, this mo- looks bad. Most, most, <laughs> case, most cases don't go to court. So, so No, I mean, these people are going to yeah, get money. Oh, yeah. uh, they're going to come to an agreement, and it's never going to go to and court. Because these people don't want to go to court. They you don't know care. what they're going to do when they win, the three of them? They're going to no. go to Amsterdam. Go to no, they're going to go to Amsterdam, go to a strip club, oh. and eat a banana out of their vagina. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that would, that would, that, listen, that'd be something. Yeah. And that would be, make great, make for great content. Yeah. Um, one other thing that, uh, you know, we spoke about it, and it's actually on the last thing on the rundown today, uh, is the MLB trade deadline. Now, I, I don't necessarily want to get into specifics of what's going on in the deadline. I didn't follow it all the well. I don't know that T.O. did either, but I tweeted about the deadline and how it, what an interesting time it was. 
because something that I, I think I want to offer some insight to the fans on is that all the players are still regular people. So they're all watching, reading and watching the same stories and the same TV shows that you are. Uh, we, we, we make out like we don't care. Everyone cares. From the top guys down to the bottom. You know, you know, when I was coming up, you know, with the Boston Red Sox, right, good organization, you know, willing to pay premiums for their, their free agents. All I wanted to do was get, get traded. That's all I wanted to do. I was really good, and all I wanted to get tr- was to get traded to the worst team in baseball. The story goes, I did. I got my wish. I got, tr- I got traded to the Minnesota Twins, who was the worst team in baseball at the time, and didn't really, you know, didn't perform quite as well as I wanted to. I still, you know, if you look at my numbers, it's bad, but like a lot of my outings were pretty good, and I think I should have had a chance, but then some bad outings plus the firing of the GM that traded for me, which if you don't know, when you, the, the person who, who traded for you leaves or gets fired no one really has your back in the boardroom anymore uh so you're oftentimes kind of odd man out so a combination of the both and get traded end up you know snowballing into my my the worst years of my career and getting and and moving on but it's something that i don't think people really realize because all the guys in the media are gonna be like um no i don't really pay attention i'm focused on my craft you know, I'm out here. All I want to do is make sure that I, you know, I take care of business day in, day out. You know, leave that to the other people. That's not me. Nonsense. They're all looking. They're on their phones at home. They're, they are typing their name into Twitter. They're typing their name into Google. They're trying to see if there's talk out there about getting traded. There's more guys doing it more than others, but it's happening. And I don't believe a single person that says it's not happening. Not a single one of you. I would call out all of you that you're definitely doing it. Uh, unless maybe you're at the end of your career and you're, you're kind of over it anyway. That maybe that's not, Or you're hurt because you're probably not getting traded then. But that's the only thing I have on, on, on the MLB trade deadline and what happened. Uh, the Red Sox, I think, are, are, are doing okay. The Yankees, it's always funny to watch these guys want to fire Cashman every single year. And it's never happening. And they'll, to, to be fair, he will never be fired. If he decides to leave on his own or if they mutually, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to retire. I'm calling it quits. Thank you. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's the only way Cashman's leaving. Yeah. So all you Yankee fans that are listening uh, know are that. The, He's not going to ever get yeah, fired. The, the only thing I saw was the, 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 are the Mets like the biggest dumpster fire in, in the last five years of a team that really went for it and should should have been good and had all the names? And The thing that doesn't make sense to me, the Mets, and for those – uh, who have followed this, or you're fans of other other teams and haven't followed it quite as closely? The Mets um, signed Scherzer, they signed uh, Verlander, like, they went after it a little bit this year, and they signed those guys. From what I remember, to a couple years, yeah. uh, two or three years. So the thing that I don't understand is, what were you going to do next year? Like, you just want to win this World Series? Like it was this year or nothing? Like, were you just going to sign these guys for two or three years, trade them away after a World Series win? Like, I don't understand the thought process, but it doesn't seem a well-thought-out game plan. Now, listen, here's the other reality. I, there's probably more to this story than I know. So, like, there's definitely more that's probably happened that may have changed things where it's going to be like, okay, well, no, this is not... This just isn't worth it anymore, so that's why we're getting rid of these guys. But from just from the outside looking in, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense what they did as far as going out and signing these guys uh, to just now rebuild for 2025, 2026 time. 
it doesn't make a ton of sense. So yeah, uh, the how you classified them, Tivo, as the biggest dumpster fire in in modern baseball and over the last ten years. Yeah, they are. Then and honestly, quite honestly, so are the Yankees. Yeah, they have constantly underperformed. Now they've done better than the Mets, but the expectations in the Bronx is to win a World Series, and they can't do it. And they haven't won one since two thousand nine. And all you hear from them is twenty seven rings, twenty seven yeah. rings. But listen, guys. You guys are staring down the barrel of like a 15-year drought. You know, you're starting to get to a point here, especially if you guys decide to rebuild here soon and, and tear this apart and start sending people elsewhere. You're staring down, you know, now a few years of rebuilding. And now what are you looking at, 20 years? Are we in judges and like then, prime and, too? This is his prime, right? Like yeah. he's got and, yep. four years or five. And he's getting, he's getting, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. That's the, That was one of his things. He got hurt a lot. So now it, do you tear it down? What do you what what goes on? And like you said now, but now the way I think I want to position people as not that I'm jinxing these fucking guys, but like twenty years, and then twenty turns to twenty five, and then now you start talking curses. You think Red Sox fans once you hit fifteen twenty years, they probably already are talking the curse of whatever happened in 09. Something happened in ten. They're like, oh, that's the curse. It's the curse yeah. of you know whatever. I don't fucking know. So, but like you, you have these, you, the curse of Jacoby Ellsbury back in those days. But you have these things where it's like, you know, you start talking curses now where they were this great franchise and now can't put it together to win. And now pressure starts mounting. And then it turns into a 40 year curse, 50, 60, whatever it was the Red Sox took them to finally win. Um, you know, they're, they're, look, they're just, you know, not just as big of a dumpster fire as the Mets, but as far as expectations are concerned for the Bronx, they're pretty close. Yeah. They're not doing much better. Damn, tough words for the Bronx. Tough think, words. Like, the su- Clip that the, shit. <laughs> you think the Subway series is the Subway going back and forth? It's just on fire. Nobody can ride it. <laughs> 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 the whole thing's on the fire. whole thing's on fire. Thing. <laughs> it, was, it was doing better. The whole team sucks. I mean, don't we miss the days of Mike Piazza and Roger Clemens fighting? Yeah. And, uh, some of those, those were fun, day, for, fun times. But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a huge shit show right now in New York, and I'm here for it. The fact that the Red Sox are rebuilding – Re- kind of not they didn't do anything. To I just caught the quick hits. I'm not pretending to be the MLB expert, but it was yeah. the Red Sox didn't really go for anything, no. and they're just kind of hovering around. But the AL East is like the best division in baseball. Everybody, there's parity. Yeah, it's oh listen, it's always the best division in baseball. It's 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 really the Red Sox have played very well over the last month, from my understanding. Uh, so they they have done well. I'm hearing the Orioles. Is, the Orioles look. The Orioles are great. The Orioles are great, and the Rays have got. They had a red hot start, but they've they've cooled off a little bit. Uh, you know, like I said, there's no need for the Red Sox to make a run for it. You know, they they they're not the team that's probably winning a World Series this year. Let this team see if they can have a magical run. I think that's I think that was the right play. I think Heim's got a bigger vision. I'm kind of getting back on board with the guy. I'm excited for what, where, where the Red Sox are headed. But yeah, it's not it's not a big it's not big for moves right now okay. in Red Sox, and nor should that should it be. And to be fair, the Yankees, you guys shouldn't have done one either. You know, you guys are in last place in the AL East. You want to you want to trade some people or whatever it is like maybe some some, some highly talented prospects for what to try to come back from last place to to make the playoffs and make a run? I understand the expectation, but what do we really do? Your your, your team is horrendous at hitting. Like you're like the worst hitting team in baseball right now. You got bigger problems to fill, and I don't think Cashman made any bad decisions by not making moves. But you know. Yeah. Who am I to say? I don't follow, follow it nearly enough. Um, and then a little Sean update for you guys before we, we head out here. Sean uh, has gotten whiter and whiter over the course of the uh, last five years. He likes to watch sports in the morning. And he started off with, we, we started off with golf in the morning, which is fine. 
I have no problem with that. I, we've always done that. And we started moving to tennis, slightly whiter. Uh, and now, recently, we've got added a little bit of uh, seemingly redneck in them. Uh, is we've recently now started watching NASCAR <laughs> and like the Indy 500. <laughs> so you never know what's going to go on in the house what, uh, in our in the light household here in Hoboken. Next? I don't know how you. I mean, you've pretty much encompassed all. I'm going mean, to go with all the, the ACL uh, cornhole championships are going to be next. Cornhole championships. <laughs> that that would be yeah. something. I mean, he's got. We got to have horse racing on soon. Mm, uh, it's just he. he I, I don't. I'm not a big TV guy or a sports guy, but. Uh, crazy enough, but uh, Sean, uh, we, oh, every t- oh, oh, hold on, there was a, there was a change in there between the NASCAR and the tennis. We were watching the Tour de France. Mm, that yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that was interesting uh, to come out here and just these people are biking for I don't know how hours. long. So that was an interesting. One. So how far is the peloton? Hours for like peloton. yeah, hours for like twenty days. Yeah, I don't think it's not even like it's like a two day event. Yeah, I think that just gets his blood going just seeing people work out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that with Sean on next week's show. Uh, but I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. TiVo, back on tour. Yeah, we'll see you out on the West Coast, California. See you on the West Coast. Cali, Cali TiVo yeah. is coming in coming in hot for next week's episode. Yeah, so any, let's, uh, any, any fans out there on the West Coast, Revolution, look it up. DM me. I'll get you tickets. There you we'll go. See. We'll see there if anybody go. shows up. I love that. And if you go, and if you go, I'll 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 invest in merch, which I never do. So <laughs> enjoy that as well. So it's, if if you if it's sorry we're close, yeah. man. This hits no, you up for for revolution. Yeah. You better give the ticket. No, I will. I will. The at the TiVo um, guy and check the schedule. Revolution. And if you come, we'll get you tickets. And then Pat has promised a T-shirt. Apparently, so yes. get you a T-shirt. I'll, yeah, I'll give you something. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Enjoy your week. We'll talk to you next.